0: Hey there, and welcome to Brushes with Cancer Spotlights. I'm Lindsay, and today I'll be chatting with artist Magdalena Cuevas and her inspiration, Martha Acosta. We'll talk about their path together over these months, building a relationship, telling Martha's story through art, and what they continue to carry with them from their experience together.
1: My name is Martha Acosta. And I'm from Chicago, Illinois. And I am Magdalena Cuevas. My friends call
2: me Maggie and I'm in Texas, Georgetown, Texas.
0: Wonderful. Okay. Well, I would love to know how you two know each other.
1: We were matched through Twist Out Cancer. Twist Out Cancer has a program that matches individuals that have cancer or are surviving cancer with artists who create a piece of artwork, if you will, inspired by the person with the cancer or surviving the cancer.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Well, Martha, can you tell us what cancer you were living with at the time?
1: A year ago, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, a rare form of it. I don't know the exact name, It all escapes me Mm because I try not to focus on it or obsess about it because it gets my nervous system going wild. But I have a rare form of ovarian cancer. I had surgery, went through chemotherapy, and hopefully um, it's gone and it won't come back, but I'm still under doctor's care.
0: Yeah. And so you found out about this program and well, I guess, Martha, tell me how you found out about the program.
1: It was kind of like, by chance, for my chemotherapy program, there's a volunteer organization called Culinary Care. And as part of my coping mechanism, I was drawing and making art. And I had enrolled in an online art course at the Hyde Park Art Center, which is a place I had frequented over the years. And I happened to be talking to one of the volunteers from Culinary Care One of the persons who delivered my lunch to me, culinary care delivers the lunch to the patient on their chemotherapy day at the hospital. And the lunches are procured from uh, nearby Chicago restaurants near the hospital. So, and they're delivered hot, you know, from the restaurant to the patient on the floor. And so the, the volunteer was checking in with me from culinary care and I just mentioned to her That I was drawing and taking the online art course to cope with the stress of the cancer and the chemotherapy. And she told me about Twist Out for Cancer. And she really told me a little bit about it, what they did. She told me, you know, to look it up on the Internet. And that's how I discovered Twist Out for Cancer. Amazing.
0: Well, Magdalena, can you tell me what kind of art is your main medium and then how you found out about the program?
1: I
2: worked at YMCA as a pre-K bilingual teacher for a very, very cool program. And at that time, I was going through a divorce, and I started painting as kind of like something. Well, just with a friend, you know, we went to painting with a twist. And after a while, I'm like, hmm, I can kind of do this at home, so I started painting. And I just found it to be very, very relaxing. And it just kind of helped me with my nerves, with my anxiety, with my depression, painting. And just painted, it, painted, it, painted. It. And I at, at YMCA, I saw some art hanging on the in the hallways. And I talked to the art coordinator. She saw uh, several of my pieces and she said, I want to put your art on display like uh I forgot the word an exhibit oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) um I want I want to do an exhibit so I'm like
0: oh my gosh
2: so super excited I was gonna turn in like 15 pieces and it was gonna go on the wall and then COVID hit so we moved the exhibit further and further and further and further (laughs) And then, well, it kind of never happened. But then uh, I was still in contact with the art coordinator, Amber. And she said, Maggie, I'm going to refer you to brushes with cancer. I'm like, you know, and I asked her what it was about. and, And I'm like, oh my gosh, that'd be incredible. I just wanted to do things for others. I wanted to be involved with something uplifting, something inspirational. That kind of took me out of the house, but also helped me connect with others and maybe share my story and maybe share my struggles and maybe connect and get strength from each other. And that was brushes with cancer. Amazing. Yes. And Martha, I met Martha. They, they. I don't know how they do it, but they connect. Or they pair an artist with with a cancer survivor or somebody who's going through cancer. And I find that Martha and I have a lot of similarities. Uh, We share something really cool. I have a dog and his name is Diego. And Martha has a a cat and the cat's name is, well, first she named the cat Freed Out, but then she found out, that the cat was a male, so now it's Mr. Frida. Señor Frida. Señor Frida. And I'm like, Martha, that's like Frida and Diego Rivera. Right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Diego Rivera. Oh, we just, you know, it was so cool. We we just connected. And, and my medium is acrylic. I do a little bit of scoring. Um, jewels. A little bit of, you know, mm-hmm. kind of medium, but yeah I just I love the program, and it's a beautiful program because it it allows the cancer survivor to express the journey and to share the journey bad, good, everything, and whatever kind of stands out from those conversations, what artist paints something and yeah, Martha's incredible she's stronger than she knows and she's just an inspiration a complete inspiration
0: yeah well martha can you tell me some things that maybe you shared with maggie about what it's like to live with cancer and go through cancer treatments
1: maggie is easy to talk with and I felt like we, we shared a kinship, like Maggie was saying regarding Diego and Frida, and some things I told her how you know it it was it, it is scary and it's but one thing I told her that I was very surprised about was I used to run marathons and I used to race five ks and ten ks. This was years ago, and I told her how I was really surprised that throughout my chemo. Throughout learning I had cancer and then going through the chemo treatment and even now, how my experience as an athlete, I really pulled upon that to help me make it through this experience, this situation. And in talking with Maggie, Maggie is really easy to talk with and she's jovial and, you know, positive. She made it easy for me to share that with her and and to uh, articulate that. That's interesting. In what ways
0: is going through your treatments and your cancer decisions and all of that, how is the mindset similar to challenging your body playing a sport or something like that?
1: Well, racing and running and marathon training helped me in that when you run a marathon, you're running 26.2 miles, you know, and, and you have to finish the race. But 80% of finishing the race is all the training you do up until race day. And the training is grueling. You know, not grueling, but yeah, it could be grueling, but it's joyful. I used to run six days a week, you know, and I used to run, you know, good 50 miles plus per week, more than that. And and so you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. You never, never want to give up. And even if you have pain or you build up lactic acid in your muscles, and your muscle fibers and then your muscles don't want to work and you cramp up, you still have to keep going because you want to finish. And when I ran my marathons in Chicago, part of the course, the latter several miles of the course are on Lakeshore Drive. And you've heard about Lakeshore Drive or LSD. It's just a beautiful, beautiful street. And and I recall being on LSD and you, from LSD you go into Grant Park and that's where the finish line is and all the crowds are cheering. I remember like my muscles locking up and you know I, I my my legs didn't want to move but I had to keep going cuz I just kept visualizing the finish line and I wanted to make it to the finish line. So that hardcore training I think built up my my mental stamina and it made me recall my physical stamina I had to have to endure all those miles and all that training. And even if you get injured you try to dress your injury to make it to race day. So during the When they told me after the surgery, I did have cancer, and then they told me what was to come, the chemotherapy and all the side effects, and then enduring the side effects of the chemotherapy, and a number of them were kind of devastating, like you know I blacked out after the first treatment, you know in my home, mm-hmm. but it just told me, you have to keep going. I kept telling myself, I have to keep going, don't give up, just keep going, just like in a race you keep putting one foot in front of the other. You got to keep going. You can make this. You can do this. You know, you'll you'll make it. You're, you're going to make it to the end. You have to make it to the end. You have to be strong. Keep going.
0: Yeah, that's great. I can see how when you're running and when you're living with cancer, you just have to focus on the next thing. I'm going to do what I have to do next. And then what's the next thing? And that way you don't get bogged down by 26 miles or, you know, the next, a full round of chemotherapy as opposed to just the next one.
1: That's very true. Like I would count, Martha, just make it through this morning. Okay, you made it through today. That was good. You got it be hungry. You can make it through tomorrow. Okay, we did this first chemotherapy. Okay, now, now you can do that. You've done it. We can do another. You know, just like, oh, you ran that first mile. You did a pretty good pace. You know, you can do your second mile and try to keep that pace and so on and so on. Yeah, that's a great way to think about it.
0: Magdalena, when you were talking with Martha, what are some of the things that she told you that maybe influenced how you wanted to paint her picture?
2: I want to say that the thing that stood out and still stands out to this day is Martha's strength and her calmness. She's got like this serenity and peace about her that if you would have a conversation with her and and have coffee and never you know the word cancer would never come up you would never know that she had it mm. because of her outlook in life it's positive it's kind of like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna yeah. win this race i'm gonna survive and <clears throat> that. It's very, very inspirational, and it's just like I want to I want my painting to reflect that strength that determination that came came out
0: of our conversations, yeah, Martha. I want to know some things that you found helpful throughout this experience of beyond just maybe this. Uh, way of connecting with someone through art that was, you know, provided by Brushes with Cancer. But what other things in your life were making you smile in a time that was really hard to find smiles?
1: I wanted to live. I felt like I was blindsided and never expected to be told I had cancer. But then I felt so grateful that I had a job and that I had a source of income and that I had medical care insurance. And I was grateful for that. I was grateful that I have a, you know, I live in a house. I have a house to live in. I was grateful I have my kitty, Frida, You know, and I was grateful I have, my, you know, an older brother and sister. They're out of state, but I had their support. And I just felt like I was going to do my best to survive. And I don't want to die, you know, not yet. I don't feel like it's time. I don't want to. Um, and I felt like I had more life that I want to live. And I just sometimes I would just see the sun in the morning, and just you know it's a beautiful day. I mean, from simple things to more complex things, you know, you know, like I live near the lake, and I don't know. I I've always tried to live near the lake my adult life because I find the water soothing and it feeds my soul. And you know, talking with Maggie was cool because I didn't like talking with anyone about my cancer. It was hard, and Maggie's very open and. Listening and positive, and she can, you know, she has a lot to say about her life. And listening to her about what's going on with her, it was just a beat. And yeah, it was. It's It's cool to meet her in a completely different part of the country.
0: Yeah, I mean, I imagine that when you get a cancer diagnosis, like you said, it takes a lot of people by storm. It's not what you're expecting, right? No, shocking. Yeah. Tell me maybe more of, of what you were feeling or thinking in
1: those first few days after finding out. I felt very black, like very, very black. Like, I think I was shocked and I couldn't think when the doctors told me and I didn't know, you know, can I survive this? Will I survive this? Why did my body do this? I mean, all those questions come to mind. But then the health practitioners were directing me, we're going to do this next and then we're going to do this next. And I just felt like I had to trust them and follow what they tell me. It was very, it was, it like stopped me in my tracks. I couldn't think, you know, in the early days when they first told me, you know, I I just couldn't think. I, I was just kind of numb.
0: Yeah. Well, I am wondering what you would tell people who are family members of people who are living with cancer or Somebody who you know might be in that state where you were in those first few days, just like can't really think the way they're used to being able to think after finding out something
1: like this. What would you tell them? I think I would tell them, Don't give up, this isn't the end. Do your best to learn what treatment is best for you as best you can within yourself. Be positive. I believe that positive energy helps keep the body healthy. It helps healing. And I believe that can help keep the cancer away. So I would encourage people, don't give up and 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 be as positive as you possibly can. And I didn't, I'm hard. I have a hard time asking for help. This is what I had learned. <laughs> I don't know how to ask for help. I don't know how. So I would say to someone, don't be afraid to ask for help from the simplest thing, from making you a sandwich to going to pick up your groceries. To folding your dirty laundry or doing your laundry for you because the follow up treatment can physically whack you down. You'll need help to stay positive and to be a survivor. And don't be afraid to ask for help.
0: Yeah, that's good advice. And I guess, you know, if someone in your life is a Martha who literally doesn't know how to ask for help, if we are friends or family members of someone who might have just had a follow up treatment. Maybe we can just offer, oh, you know what? Do you need me to come over tomorrow and, you know, grab you a sandwich or something like that? But yeah, so is the piece finished, Magdalena? 98% of it is
2: done. <laughs> 98%. I literally did one, two, three paintings. Oh, my gosh. And I was not happy with the first. I was not happy with the second <laughs> and the third. I'm finally happy with that one. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. But it, you know, it's, it's, I hope Martha loves it. And, you know, her spirit, her strength, her determination is, re- is reflected in that painting. But Martha, yeah, it's, it's, she's amazing. And, it's true. We connected, we shared, and we both encouraged each other. When one was feeling down, you know, the other one would cheer each other up. Yeah. yeah. So it's, but yes, 98% of it is done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Martha, have you had any sneak peeks at the piece?
1: No, 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 all. No. But Maggie showed me some of her work when we first started connecting she showed me some work, she 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 turned her computer around to to show me the work and I was very impressed with Maggie's work because it's very vibrant, it's very full of energy. You can see it. It's just like it's creative and it's colorful and it's vibrant and it emits energy, like positive energy. Like, you know, it when you look at her work it brings joy. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's great. I love that.
0: Well having you know, the unique opportunity to get to know someone you haven't met before in this very specific and sort of close, intimate way. And on top of that, making a connection with a new person during this global pandemic we're all living in, that's so special and unique. So as we close out here, I want you to just speak to each other about what it has been like to connect to the other person in this time. Martha, you're incredible.
2: And I hope and pray that you love the painting because it's, I feel like it's all you. It was all your energy, your t- determination, your spirit, just your strength all in one. And yeah, you got my number, you got my email <laughs> anytime. You wanna email me, call me. I'm here, and yeah,
1: love, love meeting you. You're very kind, Maggie, and 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 thank you because I feel like this 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 experience has has taught me things, and it, it's been very incredible to meet you and to talk with you, and to see the work, the creation that you make. Like your work is, when I met you and talked with you. You get such positivity and you your work is a work of love. That's what I, I, I was I've been impressed with. And and your kindness. You gave me a lot of kindness through this. A gentle place. A gentle place to share what was going on. And I just want to say thank you. And whatever you've made, I know I will like it and enjoy it because you you, you make your work. I feel you make your work out of love. Thank you, Martha.
0: That was great. You too.
2: (laughs) It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. And yeah, it's like I said, call me, text me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you both for talking with me today about your experiences. Is there anything else either of you want to share uh, I hope that COVID,
2: you know, this germ, whatever you want to call it, goes away just enough <laughs> to where I can go and meet Martha and sure. share coffee together. Uh, maybe Frida and Diego will meet. <laughs> <laughs> Ruff ruff
1: meow meow (laughs) yes wow wow wow, meow (laughs) but you know
2: it it's we had we have adapted you know Mm -hmm. to this COVID and it's I think it's incredible that we can still connect and show love and kindness and support through virtual and it's incredible and i'm grateful and super super inspired by martha
1: Well, no, thank you maggie thank you Hello. thank you for 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 being who you are and how you are i mean you made you made this journey less painful i mean like not the journey of cancer
2: you know mm-hmm. what i mean well you said it it's i'm, I'm glad that i gave you that little piece and that little, you know, whatever you need it, I'm glad that I was able to give you that.
0: Listening to Martha and Maggie's story of how they came to know each other through this wonderful organization that connects people. I hope that hearing how these conversations built a true and real friendship can inspire you to start a conversation with someone you know or Look to find out more about someone you hope to know better.